You're listening to the sound of my voice. Hello, everybody. My name is D'Angelo Valentine, and this is Unplugged. Today, we're talking about how does God lead you? And we're talking about in the midst of what's going on, the calling in the, in the midst of the chaos, how can you take that step forward? How can you take that leap? And I have a very special guest today that is going to put some fire on it today. And she's not in the country right now, but uh, we're doing our remote podcast mode right now. And her name is Josie Lacorte. And Josie is a business midwife that brings your business ideas to life as a full-time entrepreneur and full-time missionary with almost 15 years of content creation experience. She creatively consults with the businesses ready to take their brand seriously through graphic design, video creation, photography, and social media, helping business owners to find their true purpose and build strong branding collateral is her passion. When she isn't creating, she is speaking and inspiring people across the globe to step out in a crazy faith, trust God in supernatural ways. She appeared on a national Christian television show where she spoke about standing out from the midst of the crowd and stepping in your God-given called purpose. Josie travels where God leads her and plants her where God tells her. She's on fire and a catalyst that will set you ablaze too. Josie, are you there? Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for coming on last minute. So today's topic we're talking about following God's leadership in the midst of the circumstances that are at hand. I've been saying this a lot on the podcast. There is a calling in the midst of the chaos. And I know you're going to bring some serious fire today because I know you have a story to tell. So I'm going to just jump right into it with the first question. How did it feel when God called you to do something and did you ever f just feel scared to do it? Like what was holding you back in the first bit? Last year, I went on a missions trip to Brazil. I planned it with a few friends of mine who are based in Dallas. I had never met them when I decided to go on the trip with them. They were a part of the school called Lifestyle Christianity University by Todd White, the pastor there. And he's an evangelist and like just an amazing all-rounded person who I, I was always, when I watched him go to Walmart and pray for the sick and pray for the people to be healed, I'd be like, man, I want to be Todd White when I grow up. So when, when, I, when I saw this opportunity with the students of LCU, it wasn't just them, but they were a part of it. I jumped on. In, from the time I jumped on, which was September 2018, no, 2019, to January of 2020, I was having dreams that I was going to go to Brazil and I was going to die and or I was going to get kidnapped. That was really scary. And when I spoke to the leader that we went out with, he said to me, Josie, are you scared of dying? And I just started to cry. And I was like, I never thought that I had a fear of death, but Really, I had to overcome this fear of death. I think it was last year or the year before I read this devotional that, you know, sometimes the, the world says, like, what's the worst thing that can happen, D'Angelo? Most people say death. Death is the worst case scenario. But the devotional was saying, actually, as a believer in Christ, the worst case scenario is actually heaven. And when I started to walk in that reality that, you know, God forbid I do get 
kidnapped. God forbid I do die. God forbid something bad happens. My worst case scenario is heaven. And the Bible says to live is Christ and to die is gain. And so even if I were to die, I would be gaining eternity. So I left for Florida in December of 2019 and left to Brazil from Orlando. I didn't even book my flight when before I left because I wasn't sure. I was still debating at, at it even up until January and and we left in February. So I, I I battled with it. It was difficult because people were like, you're crazy. You're going to Brazil. Like with people you don't know technically. But you know, I just, I knew I had to trust God and it didn't matter what people around me said. I had to take the steps. And you know what? That trip really radically changed my faith and not changed it, but charged it. So yeah, that's definitely one one experience where I had to really overcome that fears of dying. That's a big deal. It's not just a fear of of like, you know, a small thing. It's like really like I could die. I left my house. I said bye to my parents and my brother and I I thought to myself, this could be the last time I see them. And I was okay with that. One of the things that stood <laughs> out to me the most is when you talk about trust. Now mm-hmm. Trust is a very, it's a, it's a very strong word, but then when you put trust with trusting God, what does that mean? Like in your own words, what does that mm. mean to trust God? Because a lot of people will say like, yeah, I trust God, but they have never allowed themselves to be put in a position where the only thing that they can trust in God. So what does that mean to you? Yeah. Trusting God for me is trusting him in situations when like you literally get to the end of yourself a lot of people say oh i'm at the end of my rope i'm at the bottom like i don't know where this is gonna happen how this is gonna happen i don't even have the resources to make it happen that's when you you trust god the most pastor pastor chris dillard says um you know god always comes through in the 11th hour sometimes he has to take you to the end of yourself so he can begin and a lot of people they don't they don't allow themselves to get to the end of themselves because they try to hustle their way and there's a scripture that says be still and know that i'm god right in the message translation i was reading the bible one day and i crossed over the scripture and i'm like oh this sounds so familiar it says cease striving and know that i'm god and when I cross-referenced it, it was the same scripture. Be still and see striving is the same thing. So sometimes we, we are so used to striving. We're so used to hustling. We're so used to getting our way on things that sometimes our way is not the right way. Sometimes our way is, is what leads to death, whether it's spiritually, emo- emotionally, mentally, or physically. And we have to, we have to just trust God in the times that are hard. Like, we we don't live in the in the most we we live in in a very interesting time right now and i've seen my faith and the faith of the people around me multiply in ways that we have i have never seen before especially in the community that i'm in faith i i love the definition of that hebrews gives of faith it says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen and i was stumped on that scripture for a while And the easiest way that I can break it down visually is faith is the substance. What substance, D'Angelo? Substance is something you can feel, something you can touch. It could be powder. It could be physical. It could be solid, liquid. It's a substance. Faith is the substance 
of things that you hope for. Hope for is that means it doesn't even exist yet, but you can feel it now. It's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that you don't see. And so when I think of evidence, I think of like, you know, when someone dies and they draw the line like around the body, but then they remove the body, but the evidence is still there. Or they, they find like a bullet casing, they circle it, they put that little marker, like that's the evidence. And so sometimes there's evidence of things that you don't see, but you know that it's evident. Like you know that you know that you know that it's going to come to pass. And that's what I believe that faith is. And if we can get past the physical things, like as humans, we want to see it. We want to feel it. We want to experience it. But if we can get past that, faith is not something that you, you may not experience it physically. You don't experience it physically before you experience it spiritually. And so if we trust God and have faith in the moments when we don't see it, when we don't feel it, when we just have that inner knowing and we trust him to to that and through that we will see god move supernaturally in our lives and miraculously in our lives wow (laughs) wow hey i i know from seeing you and i've seen how things have progressed in your life right Mm -hmm. because like i can recall as far as 2019 because at that time you were working uh as a stewardess for westjet Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, what happened was like, okay, I don't remember fully the story, but all I know is that they let you go and the rest was all trust and all faith. Right. (laughs) It really has been. Yeah. And look where you are now. You're now in a position where you're in another country. Right. Mm -hmm. We all still miss you, though. (laughs) We all still miss you. But I know that God has a plan that I I don't know what it is. You know, it's only between you and him. And if he hasn't revealed it to you yet, he will. He'll eventually reveal it because it it says in the word that the secrets of the Lord are are not revealed. Or I, I know I'm not quoting it correctly, but. He, he works in mysterious ways and he has a plan of how everything yeah, works, sure. right? So now, have you ever felt that your plans for your life and God's plan, like, did you ever feel upset of the fact that oh, your your plans and his plans didn't mesh up and line up or anything like that? Oh my gosh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that is normal, like, Sometimes I feel like, I feel like for me, I've experienced it a lot specifically when it comes to the, in relationships, like when you feel like you're supposed to be with someone and like they're, they're saying one thing and doing another and you, in the beginning it was great, but then they, they decided to make different decisions that are not godly. You have to sit there and be like, I value myself so much. I know who I am as a woman of God. This person is not bringing me up, bringing me down. And I have to choose to take myself out of the situation and trust him. That is That has caused a lot of, of, of turmoil, so to say, in my life. Um, when it comes to relationships and trusting him, that though it may have been him in the beginning, um, we all have free will. And... And even in, in relationships, in friendships, relationships, and business relationships, and all that kind of stuff, we have to realize that at the end of the at the end of the day, 
we are dealing with humans and humans have free will. Humans get to choose whether they want to start a business today or, or, or drink, drink till they're drunk tomorrow or, or be with a person today and be with another person tomorrow. Like we have the choice to do that. Even if we know, either if we're oblivious or we actually know that we're making the choices for ourselves, we have free will. The thing about God is he gives us grace. And even if we make the, the, the wrong choices, he makes it all work out for our good. But I, I believe that at some point, grace runs out. And not that, like, it runs out. It, it, the story of Saul comes to mind. When Samuel told Saul, hey, like, I want you to wait for me before you make the sacrifice. And Samuel's like, okay, cool. I mean, Saul, Saul was like, okay, cool. But then he was late a day and he took it into his own hands because the people were knocking at his door as being the king. Like, hey, like you said we were going to sacrifice on Sunday or whatever day and it didn't happen. Look, Samuel's not here. Are you going to do it? Are you going to take it into your own hands? And a lot of times we do take it into our own hands and the grace ran out for him. He was supposed to be king, but he didn't, he wasn't obedient and God lifted his hand off of his life. He lifted his hand and the grace ran out for that for that specific dealing, right? Luckily, you know, for us, like we we have got the Christ came to realign us back to that. And there's there's grace for us, but if we continue to make the same mistakes, you can have a prophetic word over your life that says, you know, you're gonna have a million dollars and by the time you're twenty five and you're gonna do this, 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 this but if you continue to make decisions that are not God honoring, that word is not going to come to pass. It's not because there's a prerequisite. And the prerequisite is if you are a Christian, you need to act like Christ. It's not about saying I am a Christian. If you if your actions and the fruit of your life don't align with the things that God has has said in his word, how like you can't say I work for FedEx. But then you you never show up for work. What? Or you never were hired. <laughs> you could say it, but it's not true. So it's the same thing. Being a Christian, I feel like we have it a little bit mixed up. You have a lot of people say that they're a Christian, but they don't act like Jesus. They don't act like Christ. And that's the prerequisite in life to get the things, like the benefits. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not even about I'm going to become a Christian to get the benefits. But we are his children. I am a daughter of God. And as a daughter of God, he is my father that provides for me. But if I don't act like a daughter, if, if, I, if I don't, like, the son that, that just went, went out, he did his own thing, he wanted the money, but God welcomes me back in, but why go out and, and do my own thing when I can trust him, even when it doesn't look right? It's, it's a very special relationship, and it's a relationship and an understanding that is backwards to our world society and how it functions, but once you operate and you're like, oh, I operate in faith, and then it, it works out because God always comes through, it, it makes it easier. So trust him in the little things and watch him come through in the big. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I told you guys, everybody, I told you that this is the fire. This is the fire that's coming. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. I get you. so fired up, Diaz. Well, once you get me to start talking about faith and and making crazy faith moves, like, I get so inspired because it reminds me of the goodness of God. It reminds me of how good he's been in my life. And it reminds me as I'm speaking that my words are, are, are powerful. 
The things that come out of my mouth is powerful. Why? Because it's a testimony of his goodness. And in the Bible, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. There's something that I learned in the last year. The blood of the lamb already happened. Jesus already died on the cross. The word of our testimony is yesterday, is now, is tomorrow, is the next second. We overcome by that testimony. And as we share the stories that have happened in our, that happen in each, our lives, it increases the faith. Because why? Because in the Bible it says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And the word of God includes the testimonies of God. And another thing to add to that too, I a lot of us make it seem very hard. I've, I've struggled with this a lot where I always found it kind of hard to approach God. But, you know, going back, I always think about when the time that Christ died. What happened? What was the significant thing that happened when he died? And it's what happened at the temple. The veil split from top to bottom, right? Yeah. And a lot of us... We read that and we're like, okay, yeah, it, it, it's open from top to bottom, exposed the holy place to the most holy place and all that stuff yeah. like that back and forth. But what we don't understand is that because of God, because of Jesus dying, right, and that, that veil opening and exposing that most holy place, that means the way mm-hmm. to God is open because Jesus has yeah. paid the ultimate price to intercede and he's also interceding on her behalf so that doesn't require an earthly priest to be the in-between intercessor for us and for any of you that are out there that are listening and i'm also saying this to myself don't make things so difficult between you and god because sometimes yeah. you're the stumbling block that's stopping you from getting there. You're the one who's stumbling on your faith. But really and truly, God's asking you to step out on faith and commune with him. And Jesus is interceding on your behalf, right? Amen. Right? And, and and that's one of the hardest things that I had to, to work on. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. But God knows you better than you know yourself. It's it, so it's not that hard. He knows you better than you know yourself. All he's asking you to do is come forward and just give up yourself. And that's why mm-hmm. like today, day into day, you have to recommit your life. Die daily. Yeah. Right? Because yes. once you do that, you're you're showing God that, hey, I'm committed. I'm faithful. I'm I'm there. Right. And he will do the rest. Right. And like, there's an old song that says, like, cast your cares on Jesus for he cares for you. Right. Yeah. And and it's so interesting, too, because like there's also I remember reading it says, like, my yoke is easy and my burdens light. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I never understood what it meant for yoke. And then I had to kind of like it's like God kind of gave me the vision to understand what that verse was saying. When he said, my yoke is easy, what is a yoke? A yoke is something that hooks on oxen, right? Mm-hmm. The yoke hooks on the, to the oxen and the oxen pulls a cart or whatever it's pulling behind it. So mm-hmm. it, to how I understand it is like, okay, from what we're dealing with in our daily lives, right? Once you have given everything to Christ, 
you'll realize that your life will eventually get easier or it it does get easier like yes there are things that do come up yes there are little distractions that come up and all that stuff like that but if you continuously put your trust in him you realize that you're not carrying the burden and the burden anymore because exactly. you've entrusted him with that and i know this is like i'm interviewing you but and you're you're you're, you're talking but i've like i have to kind of put my 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 insight in there and i'll tell you this in the midst of what's going on right now i've i believe i found my calling in the midst of the chaos because when you look at it right i've been i last year i wasn't working all of all of 2019 and, and most of 2020 um i wasn't working until up until march and then i was working continuously i did not stop working and it was so interesting all i did was just i just said one prayer i just said lord i need help to pay for these bills clear out this debt to just a little be a little bit more financially savvy and the interesting thing is with god when it, when it comes to blessing you and being faithful he he's he's completely different because us as human beings we look at things in 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 such a a, a minuscule or a very jaded way sometimes so we're thinking oh god I, I just need a little bit of work so i can just pay off this debt and this debt this debt well what if i told you that in the midst of that i've gone through three jobs right and in the midst of all of that too i was also praying for a place to live and i'll tell you this i'm living at the same place but it's not the same place anymore the, the, the entire place the entire place has actually got a full renovation so nothing in this place is from the old place. And I remember talking with the builder. He said, do not, he, he said to his workers, when I stepped in to come in and observe what's going on, he said, leave nothing behind for this guy, nothing behind. Everything has wow. to be brand new. And that's how God is with us too, because like, wow, you know, man. it says second Corinthians five, verse 17, it says, any man be in Christ is a new creation. The oldest passed away, behold, the new has come. Right. Amen. And so now when it comes to our faith and we believe in Christ and, you know, if we're being in Christ, Christ will do that inner work and that inner change. Right. And that's, is that's only if we're committed to doing that change right yeah and yeah i'm i'm learning that and i'm seeing that and i've seen people's lives change when they've committed their lives to christ like that and it's like once the inner work yeah. it starts happening you start noticing on the outside and you're like hey like something's different about you like you're not the same person that i remember before and that's how god works and i'm a type of person where and especially with what's going on too, because I don't believe in in uh, the new age beliefs of talking about like speaking things into existence and manifestations and the, the stars and mm -hmm. planets are aligning. I do not believe in crystals. I don't believe in obia. I don't believe in any of those things. So like yeah. Jamaicans, what, what we call is called working science and all that stuff. Like oh, I don't wow. believe in that stuff like that because one thing I know 
is that in order for me to have power, I have to put my I have to put my heart in the one who provides that power. This is why I started this podcast called Unplugged. I know I've ta- I said one of the meanings with unplugged means to to separate to to disassociate all those different things. But the thing is, you have to plug into something else. And the thing is, you notice that okay. your power, your power yourself, you cannot do it on your own. And I'm learning this every single day because I'm sometimes I'm a little bit stubborn. There's times where I'm just like, ah, I want to just, I want to get this and I want to get this done and get that done because I'm very meticulous of how things get done. And when I don't get it done the way I want to get done or the time that I want to get it done by, it gets me so upset. But when you brought up the point about trusting, everything is on God's time, (laughs) you know? Everything yeah. is 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 on his time, but I I know I I took so much I I put my personal antidote in there and just went in with it, but I I know it's no you're allowed man you're allowed <laughs> we all have different experiences right so in our experiences we come together that exactly what I said like we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony so that's your testimony like I was even gonna ask like well how's your apartment doing like that's that's a testimony. Like God literally came and gutted out your whole apartment. And like you said, that he that's what God does when he comes into our lives. He takes out, he comes into our heart. We accept him to come. So if someone knocks and says like, hey, like I want to come in and, and we get to choose whether we want God or not. But I think the, the most sad thing that I've seen in my 10 years of walking with the Lord is when people know him, and they choose to walk away. It's so sad to me. It actually grieves me. I'm sure that I feel the grief of God. But if we allow, if we take that knock, we allow him to walk in. And when he walks in, he's like, hey, like, I don't really like that thing there. Like that, that vase of like your past memories. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Why do you keep that there? And then he starts to like take things out. And he's like, I don't know. I don't think this is your identity. I don't know why you've been walking with this for so long. And he starts to sort through our stuff, and whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or actually like in your room, in your living space, he'll be like, nah, I don't know about that thing. You bought it, but your motives were wrong. Or you spent so much money just to impress people, but it actually brings no, no gain for you. And so that's what the voice of the Holy Spirit It Like, I love God. Like, God the Father decided that, hey, I'm coming to this earth. I'm going to come and send my son to come to this earth. And once I leave, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit that is my spirit that brings people and allows people to come back to life to guide, protect, and comfort you everywhere that you go. And that's, God is so good. Like I have to wake up in the morning and he'll be like, don't turn left, take the right. And I'll be like, but that's, I usually go left. Like, Okay, fine. I usually go right. And why are you telling me to go left? But if we trust him in the little voices, because his his voice is a still small voice. He doesn't yell. He is still and small. And when we choose to be obedient in the small, he will show up in the big. I'm telling you, that is my testimony. That is my testimony. Josie, hey, go talk to that person. Tell them you love that I love them. Tell them that I see them as royalty. I just did it yesterday. I almost do it on a daily basis. I did it yesterday. I was at like a, a breakfast place. I saw a girl. She had um, purple leggings and a purple drink. 
And the Lord was saying to me, I see you as royalty. I see you as my princess. Purple is royalty. And so I went up to her and I said, hey, is purple your favorite color? And she's like, oh, uh, no, I thought she's pink. So I'm like, well, so is mine. Um, but seeing your leggings and your drink, God is telling me that. I actually said, can I tell you what God is telling me about you? And she said, yes. And, she, and then I said to her, God sees you as a princess. God sees you as royalty. Purple represents royalty. And she was like, oh, thanks. And she, she was, if I would have continued the conversation a little bit longer, she was paying for her food. But I'm sure she would have started to cry because she, I saw her eyes kind of gloss over. It's beautiful when we, not only did God die for us, but he's made us disciples. And when we truly follow, we, we're disciples when we follow. And then we are called, God said, go and make disciples. So we, so much time in the church and in the body of Christ, we think that we need to be knighted and, and we have to be given a role. I crown you as prophet D'Angelo Valentine. Like, you know what I mean? Like so many times we wait for someone to position us in a position of leadership to follow what God is telling us, but God already told us to go, go forth and make disciples. We're all called to do that. Yes, so, we, we were given the the authority. That's with a lot of us. We don't under some of us don't understand because um, we look at it like you were saying is we're waiting for somebody to tell us where to to go or what to do. And I've experienced that a lot growing up, especially in the the church I was growing up in. But a lot has changed as I've gotten older as an adult. And instead of just listening to what people say, I always would be like, okay, what is God telling me to do? Is if what they're instructing me is God saying the same thing? If yes, then yes, go do it. If not, then you have to just tell them just respectfully, hey, that's not what God called me to do. And that happens a lot because like, yes, we're human beings. Yes, we make mistakes and like, it, it's it's so interesting to to i i know i'm going to kind of turn the the turn turn the topic back for what we were talking about before we we're talking about like the in the interchange and stuff like that but i noticed something in in this day and age a lot of people which i've seen on a daily basis a lot of people say like certain attributes about them they want to keep or they say like if you don't accept me the way that i am then you know you're not for me and i hate to say it but you know it's sorry i can't i i absolutely can't because as much as a, a lot of us want to be fixed fixated a certain way you see god has specific plans of how he wants you to be and mm -hmm. even with certain things that have happened to you in your life right that are painful mm -hmm. it's interesting how god will take that mess and turn it into a message and like my favorite story in the bible you. is uh going towards the end of genesis uh the story of joseph and it's so yeah. interesting in the midst of what has happened to him so his brothers, they were jealous of him. They threw him in a pit. Then eventually they slowed it. They sold him into slavery. He's in slavery. He's working in Potiphar's house. He's making his way up. He's basically the second in command in Potiphar's house. Potiphar's wife accuses him of something he mm -hmm. did not do. He gets thrown in jail to the point where he's now the warden of the jail. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then to the it gets to the point where okay, Pharaoh has the dreams. You know, God has um, given him a gift to interpret those dreams. Pharaoh has placed him into second in command, and now he's faced with the issue with what happened with his brothers. And instead mm-hmm. of being a uh, a person to to seek vengeance. He sets things up in a way where he forgives them and saves his entire family. And it, yeah. And you look at how God has put everything and like, for those who are listening, you may not to, you might not understand what's going on in your life right now, but God is going to use whatever has happened to you, turn that mess into a message and a way to save people. Like I, I'm not gonna go too into what what I have gone through yet. I that's gonna be for further episodes because it's it it is kind of emotional. But I I'll just just leave it as as that and tell you that okay, whatever you're going through, whatever mess you're going through, or what you have gone through, take the time to recover, heal from it, and. Yeah. And a lot of people are are walking around hurt, and 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 the thing is, I understand that whatever has happened to you or whoever's done any anything to you, it it's painful. It, it's very painful, and I'm not excusing the fact that you're not feeling what you're feeling, but mm-hmm. I just want you to know that there is something that's you have to do that Mm -hmm. has been pulled from your experience to help somebody else and Josie I remember we had this conversation uh this is probably back in October or November and you said something that was very interesting because I never ever thought I've never ever thought this about myself but you said this specifically to me you said what you went through is going to shorten the learning curve for somebody else. Yeah. I I never, to be honest with you, I've never thought that, I thought that about myself until you told me that. And I was like, huh? I was like, what what are you talking about? Like shorten the learning curve for somebody else. And, and, And for those who don't know me, I'm a type of person where, I'm introverted when I'm I'm introverted and I'm extroverted when I'm extroverted, but I'm never in the position where I'm helping somebody for something specific. I like, I'll have a lot of knowledge on certain things, but when it comes to my experience and expertise, generally I keep that on a hush hush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I generally do keep that on a hush hush, but it, it, it's very interesting that you, you said that. So that, that kind of helped, push and propel the podcast a little bit (laughs) wow well that's you know it's something that i think about because like imagine the people that have spoken into your life and one conversation changes and shifts your perspective for you to take steps that could literally change the course of your life it's happened to me so many times and in that example praise god um you know, I said that to you and it made you, it made you see things a little bit different. And to me, it's so important to, when I go through hard things, 
Oh man, last year I went through something very, very hard. I was like highly betrayed by someone very, very close to me. The second I cried every single day of July 2019, 2020, probably three and a half out of the four weeks. So pretty much every day. I was really, really hurt. And the second day I, uh, I was crying. I was, I was hurting and I just felt like I'm going to make a video. So I have a half an hour video of me crying sharing the story and like what happened to me and how hurt I am and how betrayed I felt because one I never thought that this would be my story first of all um I don't think many people would think that I've experienced something like this but I have and I wanted people in the future to be like I wanted to give someone a reference in the future that I knew how they felt and I said it I said it in the video I said I just want you to know that if you need to cry right now you can because I am if you need someone to just be there for you I pray that this is is the thing that keeps you that holds you through your hard times um because I know how it feels I'm in it right now and I want you to know I I never posted this video maybe I never will but one day maybe somebody will need it and I can send it to them. One day maybe I'll be doing some type of conference and and I'll share a clip from the 30-minute video of me crying. That will shorten somebody's healing. I know it will. That's why I did it. The second day after I found out news that really, really hurt me, but knowing that God doesn't, that God always has a use of the bad things that happen to us, I ha- you have to. It's hard. It's hard. I went through a really tough year and a half. Very, very difficult. I've never been so anxious in my life. I've never, I, like, I, I wasn't eating. I had gained, gained the most weight I've ever gained and lost the most weight I've ever lost because I wasn't eating. I, was, I couldn't focus. I couldn't function. And I was in counseling for, like, five months in, in like, a year and, like, Counseling is the best. I recommend it for everyone. Our hard times, if you're going through something right now, just remember that God is with you. He never leaves you. He, may, you, you may think that he doesn't hear you, but he does. I actually had a breakthrough moment this morning. It was, it was so beautiful. My parents are not believers, neither is my brother. And I was on the phone with my dad and my mom, and I was telling them the story. So 10 years ago, I got maybe more, 11. I got surgery on my foot in two spots. One of the spots was just above my big toe on my right side. And when they removed, basically I was growing a bone underneath my nail and it was like alleviating the the nail from the nail bed. So there was a gap, like it was so painful. I couldn't play sports or anything. And so when they found out that it was that, that I had surgery on it. And then when my nail grew back, it never grew back the same. It, It started growing in two pieces. And my mom, her her thumbnails and some and her tone her big toenails, I think grow separately in two pieces. And so I was like, man, God, like when I look at my toes, like one is normal and the other one is like this, like growing in two pieces. I said, God, please, like I just want it to grow in one piece. And while I was here, like the last few months, there was a little piece that was still there, and I and I, it's kind of like it was, it kind of was like a cuticle, but like bigger than a cuticle. And so I, I like pulled it off and I was like, wait, God, my toe's growing back whole. So it grows back whole now, except the shape is not like the other one. So I'm like, please, God, like, I just want you to make it like, like the shape of the original, you know, how it used to be. And so long story short, I was telling my mom that God healed my toe, like brought, brought it back to one piece. 
And my dad turns to the camera and says, oh, wow, you have a good, you have a pretty good relationship with God. Like, that's awesome. And, and like, I never knew, I don't know what he said. What was the exact word? He said something like that. Like, oh, it seems like you have a good relationship with him. And I said, dad, I do. He's amazing. He's my father. He cares about me. And he's like, well, I'm like, dad, you should try it. You should talk to him. You should. And he says, I, I've been trying to talk to him for the last 50 years. And I said, and he's like, he doesn't listen to me. And I'm like, he does, dad. Like, trust me, he hears you. It's not that he doesn't hear you. And I said to him, dad, like, why don't you try to say, God, like, please just show me that you love me the way that I can understand your love. And he says, I've tried. He loves me just in a weird way. And I said, no, I, he loves you. I just pray that, that he shows you how, he, how much he loves you in a way that you understand. And, and I hope and pray that that happens because that's the first time in my 10 years of salvation that my dad has ever said anything like that. Just happened this morning. He said, wow, it seems like you guys have a really good relationship. <laughs> I'm like, yes, God is the God of the universe. You think he can't like, I know, I know a woman that had literally cut off her thumb and God grew it back. If God could do that, then, then he could do that. Can you not, you won't believe in God then? Well, anything is possible with God. That That's the thing. And, and a lot of people don't understand that. Right. And like I mentioned before, we're human beings, right? And in order for us to have power, we have to trust in his power, right? We can't do things on our own. And it, it's so interesting because a lot of people forget. See, we, we always talk about manifestations and speaking things into existence, but we don't have the power to do so because we haven't, some of us have not been given that authority from God. But it's so interesting how God will have things manifest right because it says in the book of john you know the beginning was the word the word was god the word was with god and then the word became flesh and it's so interesting when you go to genesis as well it says in the beginning you know god created the heavens and the earth and 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 he goes in and it's very interesting that everything that has happened was spoken into existence the only thing within creation that was made by his hand was humans yeah yeah and he said let us make man in our own image and he totally made man from the dust of the ground and uh, you know that's and it's it's very interesting because we were created from something that was already there and then and then all of a sudden he put breath of life into us and but back to back to my point it's like you know anything is possible and it's so interesting that i i want to say something i feel Mm -hmm. that i feel that we have all been given the authority to speak things into life like i don't i don't know anywhere in the bible that says like you don't have the authority yet to speak that into life what i can say though is uh, we've all been given the authority but a lot of people don't know that you have the authority in their identity and so when you say that it's like josie what do you mean you don't walk in your identity if you don't know that you are a son or daughter of God, you will never ma- understand your authority. So as you walk in your identity, you will understand your authority. Well, I was also referring to, correct me if I'm wrong, I, re- I was remembering it was the disciples, the 
the people brought uh, somebody who was sick to the disciples, and they asked them to uh, to heal the, the the person, right? But they mm-hmm. couldn't do it because they didn't. That form of divinity wasn't charged to them yet. If you get what I'm what I'm saying, I think yeah, I think it was um it, it was when Jesus asked or told them that this one doesn't come out with unless prayer and fasting. Was it that story? Uh, I got to double check and see for those of you listening, you know, you can always comment and, and, and put the quote in there, but yeah, man. Yeah. But basically if it's that that story, then, you know, the, the, someone got brought to the disciples and they couldn't cast this demon out. But Mm. Jesus was like, this one will not come out without prayer and fasting. Mm. And yeah, sometimes we don't have the authority because you don't put in, the uh, it's not necessarily a divinity but it's a uh, it's an authority that comes with with prayer and fasting fasting you you are submitting yourself to the will of god and to hear the voice of god more and sometimes we our minds are so clouded and so confused that we need to step away from food um or and things that are a commodity to us to silence the voice of our flesh so that we can hear the voice of god and yeah, so there's times when, when even like someone like Todd White or, or anyone, they, they go up to a person and they pray for healing and it doesn't happen. It doesn't mean that just because it didn't happen that God didn't want it to happen. Um, sometimes it just, it's not the timing. It's not the timing. There was another man that got brought to Jesus, I believe, and I think he was blind. And the disciples were like, oh, what sin did he, did he commit to do this? What was passed down in his generation for him to be blind? And Jesus was like, nothing he didn't do anything he was made blind so that the power of god can be shown through him and it would like it messed him up because it was like what do you mean the man's blind like it had to come from something bad but sometimes the situations in our lives are not for us because we sinned it's because god wants to show his power through you absolutely absolutely I know we're uh, kind of pressed and running out of time here, but I want to say a very special thank you, Josie, for coming on and sharing your insights and, you know, coming with the fire. And, you know, with this, this podcast, I'm always about unplugging. I'm always about searching and finding out and, and having people find out what the truth is not their truth and i and i I hear this one too many times i'm going to denounce it i'm going to do another denouncement i don't like when people say their truth i don't i do not like i do not like when people say their Mm. truth i don't like when people say the word balance because balance is actually not mentioned anywhere in the bible that's actually taken from pagan and demonic forms level all those different things like i mentioned before anything that that's talking about crystals and this and any i denounce all of that because that is not something of the will of god because those things are are of demonic nature they those things they don't help people right if you want the truth you go to god for the truth you find it in his word for the truth right and the answers that you are looking for in life are there and God will appoint you to scripture or to someone to, to whatever shackling you, whatever stronghold is, mm-hmm. is holding you that that will be removed. And I firmly believe in that. Right. 
I don't, yeah. I don't believe in any yeah. of that world worldly science. And I'm not talking about medical science. I'm ta- I, like <laughs> my friends and I, we always say the word science because that's what we know it as right. The, the, the demonic science. Wow. I never knew that, that that was a, a term that's used. Like I've heard of obia and, and different types of trips of witchcraft, but I never thought like what is it called worldly science i well i call it worldly science but um growing up in a jamaican background the term was oh that person is running science or they're a scientist what what, what, what we're we're saying is like oh that person is like a a pandit or an astrologer or uh um a witch doctor or any kind of thing like that so we use the term science so like growing up here, like I didn't get it until somebody said like, oh, man, like you have to be careful because that person can work science on you. Once that person said that, I was like, oh, I know exactly what what, what you're talking about. <laughs> so like wow. I said, I, I denounce all of that earthly science because that does not help anybody. And for anybody that's listening, that's dealing with something that's demonic, I'm going to I'm going to say this and I'm going to warn you, whatever is holding a stronghold in your life, if it has departed, but you have not replaced it with what God has put on in store for you, the calling and any of the thing that God is doing to, to restore in your life and you're an empty vessel, mm-hmm. just know that that demonic thing that demon will come back stronger and bring others with it just know that Mm -hmm. just know that just know that so like i said i denounce all of those things and a lot of us like we don't realize i know i know we're we're kind of tiptoeing on another tangent but uh on on the same note it's just like earthly science and stuff like that just Listen to what God has in store for you and you'll see that how your life will turn around. Don't follow what the world is telling you. Don't follow what the world is telling you because like, if you can see me, if you knew who I was before, if you saw who I was two Mm. years ago to who I am right now, you would be like, how did you do it? It's not about how I, I did it. It's who did it for me. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> amen it's honestly the answer yeah. i was gonna say it to you i was gonna say it to you uh i'm so proud of the man that you've become in the last few years and just seeing god really work through you and like you said like d'angelo's honestly he's an extrovert when he's an extrovert and he's an introvert when he's an introvert um but seeing you even move in 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 your personality right like you don't have to be extra to to be uh used by god and you are soft spoken but strong, but you're not you don't come up in the place like, No guys, you need to believe in God. No, you do it in your own way and it's strong in the way that you do it. And just allow God to continue to use you and, and I'm sure people are being touched and you know, I, I'd love to pray for, for anyone that's dealing with any types of strongholds, um, if if that's cool with you. Of course. It this is what we do here. Let's do it. All right. Thank you, God. Lord, I just thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice. God, I pray uh, against every form of witchcraft, every form of strongholds, 
um, in their lives, whether it's generational, whether it's through the blood, whether it's through covenants that they've made and covenants that are unknown, that were spoken on curses over their lives, where we come against every curse we break every curse every blood covenant every every uh, agreement every contract every written contract even on napkins um that you didn't think was a contract lord we break every contract in the name of jesus and we come against every demonic stronghold in people's minds we come against every stronghold in their heart in the name of jesus lord we pray that freedom they will come out free on the other side of this podcast that they will come out light on the other side of this podcast. That people, the people that are even sitting on their couches listening, you will know, you will sense the presence of God even right now. Lord, we thank you, we honor you because you are the you are the bond breaker. You break every chain, God. You remove every yoke of heaviness and you you replace it with a yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. So God, I pray for every single person under the sound of my voice. And every person even connected to them, God, that you would break bondages, break chains, and restore them to the heart of the Father that you are, God. We thank you, we worship you, and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josie. And uh, also, what's a way that people can get in contact with you? Yeah, for sure. So my my last name is Lacorte, Josie Lacorte, two words. And uh, my nickname is Jayla, J-L-A. So if you search find, S-I-G-N-E-D, Jayla, J-L-A dot com, you can find me there. And also find Jayla across the board on Instagram and everywhere else you can connect with me. I would love to hear your stories. I would love to connect with you. So if you, you heard me for the first time on this podcast, Send me a message, and I'd love um, to speak some words over you and encourage you over everything or pray for you, whatever you need. Uh, if you have a business and you want to launch it, uh, come shoot me a message, and we'll help you do that too. <laughs> we'll help you do that too. Thank you so much, Josie. And so if you want to know more about myself, and um, well, this will even get before I, I get into that. If this is the first time that you're listening to my podcast, this is called Unplugged, U-N-P-L-G-D. Unplugged, you can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Apple Podcast. You can find me on the Google search. I'm there. And I know for some folks that are not in North America or not in Europe that don't have access to Spotify and Apple Podcast, you can find me on the Google search. Everything is gonna show up there. And if you wanna know a little bit more about myself, outside of the podcast space you can watch me on youtube where we talk about the all black lifestyle we talk about beards we talk about dressing we talk about all these various different things that are aside from this podcast and you can find me there on after dark a f t r d r k that's the youtube handle you can't it's a is the only vowel in that spelling a f t r d r k but if you want to take it even further if you want to know a little bit more of the personal side of me you can see me on my instagram d dot a f t r d r k a is the only vowels but it's spelled d dot a f t r d r k thank you so much for listening d'angelo valentine signing off peace